everybody, it's the big four zero forty forty episode forty of What a Beautiful Podcast. I almost forgot the name of the podcast there for a second. Andrew, how are you doing? How did you forget that we've been doing this for forty weeks now? Look, man, forty some... weeks. My brain was thinking about something else. I don't know. <laughs> In between when I was saying 40 and the name of the podcast, it just flicked to something else real quick. And I was like, oh, not now, not now. I, You know, I guess I guess that makes sense. I guess that's a thing that could no. happen. I guess it did happen. <laughs> oh, how are you doing? I'm, I'm doing. Like, you're, I'm doing, I'm doing, doing well. All right. How are you? Good, good. It's just been playing a lot of video games. It's video game season. Oh God! <laughs> it it, is it? Is it ever? Yeah. Oh boy. Whatever you're playing out there, listeners, just just do it upright. Whether you're playing Zordo, Near, Neo, maybe, probably not. Uh, it's it's probably Zelda. Let's be honest. Yeah, I think <laughs> it's fair to say that Zelda. like the majority of people that play video games are playing Zelda, and if they're not, they wish they were playing Zelda. I'm in that camp. (laughs) (laughs) But now I'm stuck in the middle. Like, I want to get Zelda, but Persona comes out in two weeks, and I don't want to, like, play Zelda in two weeks. Like, cram it into that time. That's not fun. Yeah, you Uh, don't want to do that. uh, Playing video games is hard. And now we got to read all these comics. Oh, God. Comics? (laughs) Mangoes? Bongo? I don't read mangoes. I peruse graphic novels. <laughs> oh, Lord. So we did our Death 13 power episode. Just got right through that. That was pretty fun. Like, nice arc. Part 3 picks up again at this point. It gets kind of silly and fun. And then we get back into, like, some uh, serious story stuff later on with, uh, well... Not until Anubis, I guess. But right now, it's kind of silly. So, we're in Judgment, and we don't have a lead-in from the last arc. We just have, like, another little map saying we're Team Joges right now. And they are crossing the Red Sea. Fun. I've never been to the Red Sea. I don't... I didn't. I uh, wouldn't have expected you to have been to the Red Sea. No, I don't plan to. <laughs> Apparently, it's the most beautiful body of water in the world. Thanks, Iraqi. Uh, probably. I believe it. It's probably pure as fuck. Yeah. Um, and then we get this power pose of Team Joge on a boat. Uh, they're crossing the Red Sea, and George notices that the compass is pointing the wrong direction. And Joe, he talks to Joe, he's like, hey, old man, something's wrong. You're going in the wrong direction. Aren't we supposed to go west towards Egypt? And they're heading to this island. And Joey's like, I can't tell you why, but there's someone on that island I have to meet before we head to Egypt. Oh, I lost my Joey voice. I'll get it back. <laughs> um, I only got a little panel with Kak Yoin um, realizing something. This is an important panel. I didn't notice this first reading it, but this comes back later. Um, this man is very important to our journey. An important man? He lives on that island, Polnareff stated stupidly. (laughs) Uh, And they get on the island and they see this pair of eyes sticking out behind this grass. Like, who is this man? Who is this dark, dark man? Oh no! It, is that, no, it's not Abdul, it's Abdul's dad. Because. Why? (laughs) 
<laughs> that figure, he looks very familiar. <laughs> he's very long in this panel where he's running away. He's just like mostly leg. Like we point out these leg shots a lot, a lot, but like there, there's so much leg. Yeah, it's all, yeah. all leg. And this panel of him feeding the chickens is very awkward. <laughs> come, come. Are you hungry? Michael, Prince, stop uh, trying to eat so fast. God, Michael and Prince. Eats, eats so you could be a tasty chicken, Lionel. <laughs> God damn it. Why did he name these chickens after these famous black musicians? Ah, man. I think Araki was just flexing his, like, oh, I can just do that. All I right. can just name these people whoever. It can't be. That hairstyle. That man can't really be holded. I'll go talk to him. All of you just wait here. <laughs> this is so awkward. Because Joey goes to talk to this man. And uh, old old man Abdul. Not Abdul. Dad. Dad duel. Dab duel. <laughs> Hit the <Don't>... dab duel. <laughs> God. <laughs> Don't talk to me. Whenever people go and visit me, they never bring me any good news. It's always something bad that they tell me. I don't want to listen. Ah, go away. And we see that it's Abdul to a T, but he's got white hair. And as Joey tells us in a nice little monologue, that was Abdul's father. He isolated himself from the world and lives alone on the island. I didn't tell you any of this because of reasons. I didn't tell you any of this because of plot convenience. And yeah. I didn't and Iraqi didn't think of this story just yet. No, he probably thought this up during mm, Justice? I don't know. Yeah, this And then Polnareff gets real sweaty. Judgment is very interesting because it's totally like an afterthought and like wasn't meant to happen. But we'll see why uh soon. Yeah. Also in most of these panels, Joey does not have eyes. You see that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, four out of the five panels he's in. No eyes, Joey. They call him Joey No Eyes. That's what I call him all the time. Yeah. Um, and Kat Yoin's like, is Abdul's father a stand user as well? Yes, but I don't know what kind of stand it is. Um, and Polnareff goes to be sad on a beach. And even if it was to avenge my sister's death, I still let Abdul die. Man, how depressing. Sparkle, 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 sparkle. As he sees, like, this lamp-ass lamp. Uh, this lamp-ass of... lamp. It's such a lamp. Like... You ever wonder uh, why they're called that? Like, who called that a lamp? Because I feel like a lamp is a very particular word. So, like, what came first? Was this thing called a lamp? But then I, like, can't even figure out another word to call it. <laughs> because I think that the term, like, lamp like used to mean something different because uh, i'm just i'm just looking it up real quick because i feel because maybe it's just something to store oil in i don't know man googling lamp is not helpful at all jesus christ uh, yeah it's a little broad but i other than like i guess just like like a weird tea kettle i don't think i can call it i don't think i can't think of anything else to call it <laughs> Yeah, maybe... Oh, man, I don't even know. Like, how do you describe the... a lamp? Like, I can't even, like... It's, it's just like a tea kettle with a long stout. Yeah, it's the thing from Aladdin. Yeah. It's, it's not great. Oh, <laughs> oil. Oh, okay. Okay, here it is. Because this is what oil lamps used to look like. 
Like let me let me just let me just send you send you this. This is good radio. I love. I this. know this is this is maybe some of the worst podcasting we've ever done, but we're uh, way. That, that, that's a low bar. <laughs> oh, I see. Okay, so yeah. for all you listeners that haven't tuned out by now, mm-hmm. they, they just they basically look like that. But I guess they use these to light like for light sources at one point. Yeah, because the middle part held oil, and then the thing at the end, like you lit that. And Polnareff is being an idiot with it because he's an idiot. <laughs> and Racing right back on topic. So he's trying to rub these barnacles off for some reason. And what a surprise. Something bad happened. And out comes a genie. Except what, it's not... What the? Except <laughs> it's totally not a genie. It's totally a stand. Also, it looks very much like a Part 7 stand. Like, it's yeah, really cool. Yeah, it's got a lot of, like, like pseudo-mechanical stuff going on. Yeah. I really like ah, these grabbers. Ah! Huh? It's gone. What was that just now? Did all the air that was trapped inside suddenly shot out? It's not Aladdin's magic lamp or anything, but that really scared me. Because <laughs> the, uh, the genie... And then the genie pops back out. It's like, three! You get three! Say your wishes, and I'll make them come true. Tell me three things you desire. That's the voice I decided on for okay. cameo. <laughs> um... It's just, and whoever did the coloring, like, for this, if it's still the same team, like, God bless them, because this coloring on Cameo Let me just say excellent. that Cameo is definitely one of the more bottom-of-the-barrel musical references Rocky has pulled out. Uh, I mean, part, <laughs> yeah. It is yeah. definitely one of the more bottom-of-the-barrel ones. But it, what's funny is that, this, that this, I guess the stand, this isn't like a, an autonomous stand, so, like, the user is speaking, not the stand. Because if the stand was talking, it wouldn't be calling itself Cameo. Yeah. Uh, Do stands... uh, Stands do talk sometimes. Well, yeah, you get stands like Chili Pepper. No, but but that that... was just Akira talking through Chili Pepper. Yeah, but... So that that really begs the question, like... This... So this definitely just has to be the user talking through him, because the stand is not named Cameo. The stand is judgment. Oh yeah, wait. We haven't made it to music theme stands yet. Oh god, I totally spaced that it was called judgment. Damn yeah. It. <laughs> All right. My name is Cameo. I want to thank you for releasing me from that lamp. Tell me your three wishes. Uh, and Polnareff, slow on the uptake, is like, "Are are you a new stand user, Silver Chariot?" And just like pops out Silver Chariot to do nothing, because. A judgment is a real powerful stand. Yeah, and he just, like, dislocates his arm. <laughs> and dislocates then... his arm, uh, both of his hips, just like... <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, wow, he's pretty good! What formidable strength. Uh, hey, judging by your power, your user must be close by. <laughs> Who is he? Is that the question to your first wish? Is that answer to the question your first wish? You want- sure you want to wish that boring? Um, and Polnareff is like, hey, you, hey, make me a rich man. It's like, I'll, okay, I'll grant that wish. Hail to you! <laughs> Luck be with you. I never, I, I, Is that what you. that's supposed to mean? Because I remember in the anime it was very confusing. Why is he saying hail to you? Uh, it was just a thing that Araki wanted to ma- say, I guess. And then cameo judgment goes poof. The lamp drops back. Polnareff's looking around like an idiot. 
It's like, and then he hears some jingling and finds this treasure chest full of coins and a sword. It's like, this, this is, it can't be. This is treasure. It's gold from the Napoleonic era. This is a real treasure of gold. <laughs> um, I realize this whole arc is just like Polnareff's own personal hell. <laughs> this is not, this is not a fun time to be Polnareff. Um, and Polnareff still doesn't, really doesn't know what's going on here. It's like, if you're my enemy, then act like one and fight me. Or I'll take all this treasure. <laughs> just like, as an afterthought, because he's still Polnareff. Um, to thank you for letting me out of that lamp, I'll grant you any wish. You, you son of a, alright, fine. Then make me a manga artist. <laughs> I always wanted to be oh, one ever right. since we I was a talk. kid. Bigger than Disney, not some poor schmuck like whoever, like the Jamoke who wrote this shit. <laughs> I want to build Polnareff land. No, no, hold on, just wait a sec. I want a girlfriend of my own while I dislocate my other arm. <laughs> God, I... <laughs> More than wealth and fame, I want love. Someone who is really cute and a relationship bound by the red string of fate. If you can do that, do it right, God, right now, God damn it. <laughs> A girl, huh? Very well then. And Polnareff backs out on that, and he's like, and he, and we get the uh, the menacing panel as Judgment overlooks Polnareff sweating. It's like, can you bring someone back from the dead? And shut your goddamn mouth! Just bring my sister back to life. And he throws out a picture that he keeps of his sister from somewhere maybe that's what he keeps like in his toga thing and bring my friend avdol back to life as well and he's like yeah I'll, I'll do that however you said two wishes so i'll grant one at a time i'll start with your second wish you your sister hail to you and ponareff suddenly hears a sound behind him and what does this sound say andrew <laughs> you frish frish Frish, 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 frish. What the hell does that mean? <laughs> I don't know. It, it it doesn't make any sense. It's like, what was that noise? It sounded like someone digging the ground. Is it coming from there? Frish, frish. Frish, frish, frish. Frish, frish, <laughs> frish, frish. <laughs> what is that? Show yourself. Who the hell is there? And he finds an open grave with some hair and a woman's footprint is like no it can't be impossible frish 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 <laughs> no it doesn't say frish but it's he's he hears a voice and sees a silhouette it's like don't don't come close i'm in pain my body is not complete yet not yet and polnareff recognizes this as his sister's voice and we cut back to the rest of team joe and it's like hey where did polnareff go it's getting rather dark out here. He couldn't have run him. A... Oh, fuck. <laughs> Switching between Jorts and Joey is hard. <laughs> he couldn't have run <laughs> himself into the enemy, could he? And That, that is definitely just like a, a cut to a always sunny cold open right there. <laughs> <laughs> Polar fucks up. So yeah, moving on to Judgment Part 3, we're at Chapter 176, and we get this great cover picture of Polar F doing a real sweet pose. Yeah, I this is a cool power pose from him. We don't yeah. see we don't see Polnareff poses on the cover a lot. And like, man, his hair always changes uh, like height. 
Sometimes it's real tall. Sometimes it's real short. Uh, <laughs> but as we move into the meat of judgment, Polnar realizes that, hey, maybe he did bring his sister back to life. Maybe wishes can come true. And he chases uh, his sister, Sherry. I, I, I guess that's her name. I don't remember it from when she first said it. Uh, through these grasses. And he sees uh, a a disemboweled bird corpse that had pieces like bitten off of it it's like huh that's weird Yuck. that doesn't mean anything didn't want to see that um and then it's her she, he sees his sister sherry shelly maybe who knows it's japanese can we just talk uh, about like all the things that are weird with this one panel which is her going sob 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 like her arm is like coming out of the corner and these pieces okay, the, of <laughs> these pieces of like whatever plant this is look like grass? fucking I don't know yeah it lo- they look like uh, cucumbers. Jesus. <laughs> and her her torso is really long. Like the 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 distance between the torso her torso like her neck and her chest is like <laughs> really. Here's long. the question because this is doing some weird magic eye shit. Is she facing the panel? Is her back to us, or is her front to us? Because look. Oh, no. (laughs) It doesn't make any sense. Oh, now that you said that, I'm really bugging out. Because all these other panels suggest that that's her back. Yeah, right? But, oh my god, this is is why you don't uh, flip perspective readers. Because... Then some assholes on the internet are gonna get confused. <laughs> um, but Polnareff's sister is basically uh, Yukiko from uh, Part Four. That's true. Yeah, pretty much. Ah, uh, uh, Sherry, it's you. It's really you. No, don't come near me because you'll hate me. Um, and it's just back and forth with uh, Polnareff and his sister. It's like, I will always love you, no matter what. But why are you crying? Why, what are you so sad? What are you so sad? Sad? No, brother, I'm not crying because I'm sad. I'm actually happy. Because now I can eat you! Oh, ah! God! <laughs> Jesus. Hell and to half you. of her face is just a monster. Um, and she takes a big old chunk out of his meaty... Uh, what's that? Is, is that Lats? traps i don't know one of those muscles polnareff's got a bunch of them and it's just <laughs> him screaming for yeah. like five panels <laughs> and then not shelly uh stabs her hand into the wound uh to piece out another chunk of polnareff and chariot comes out uh, but she's already like leaping through the grass and polnareff's gonna bleed out on the ground and die maybe so Um, as it turns out in like classic genie story trickery fashion mm -hmm. he did uh bring her back to life he just didn't necessarily bring her mind back yeah it's like a it's like a pet cemetery thing have you do you read or watch pet cemetery no oh it's 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 about a pet cemetery than anything you bury and it comes back fucked up and of course someone puts a person in there and it's fucked up it's a really good Stephen King story. Um, and then Cameo poops back in after Polnareff calls him. It's like, hey, what's up? You, you son of a bitch! 
Uh, but yeah, genie trickery. It's like, I'll tell you my third wish. Make my sister vanish. Send her back into the earth. I'm t- <laughs> In this panel, I think this is the thumbnail. I'm pretty sure. Which panel? Nope. Oh, yeah. Jesus. The drawing of cameo slash judgment is extremely weird. <laughs> yeah, because it's just lounging on this branch. It just looks like... Just- he just looks goopy like yeah good a big old goopy gus he's like nope you still don't get it polnareff i'm a stand i'm the stand that represents the judgment card as for my ability ability is in big word art font listeners um for some reason i can grant wishes people hold deep in their hearts and give them form from the dirt of the earth you made your own sister all from your own heart shocking isn't it to be eaten by your own sister (laughs) um but yeah this is a stand attack uh as a surprise to no one but (laughs) polnareff because polnareff is totally inept at realizing what is or isn't a stand attack and i I hate to break it to you polnareff but in this world genies aren't real but stands are so you fucked up yeah yeah and (laughs) To put the cherry on top of this cake of awful, um, Cameo just gl- is just gloating at this point. It's like, I win this battle. By the way, you said something about a third wish, but you already made your third wish. And that is, bring Abdul back to life. Hail to you! <coughs> oh, God, that voice is tough. And then we see this silhouette of fucked up Abdul, like, uh, growing out from the earth, bits coming off of him. As we go into Judgment Part 4, as this monster Abdul uh, goes to just take a hunk out of our friend, Polnareff. And, oh. Yeah, Polnareff's paying the price for his fucking stupidity this time. Yeah, I don't know what's worse, that uh, fake Abdul, like, gashes into Polnareff, or that he leaves one of his fingers behind well, in His Polnareff. hand starts, like, crumbling apart. It's like, my fingers, my, my fingers broke apart. We'll grow back if we eat him, right? Am I right, brother? Because Shelly, Sherry comes out and uh, takes another hunk out of Polnareff. And, like, they're just going to eat him for a while. <laughs> I love that Polnareff, uh, that Sherry came out of the, like, came back from the dead naked, but Avdol came back fully clothed. Yeah, what does that say about Polnareff? Who knows? <laughs> and it's just really weird, because I don't know why Araki bothered to draw her naked, but then I guess because this was a... I don't know if they could show tits and Shonen Jump at the time, but, like... Uh, maybe. Maybe but, like, he just wanted to draw an ass. Which, Yeah, but he's, fair. like, drawing her all these poses to hide her nipples. Yeah. And it's just really awkward. Like, if he's gonna do that, why even bother drawing her naked? <laughs> uh, I mean, Shonen Jump, maybe they just let you get away with, like, an ass per issue or something. He kept one whole ass. <laughs> what you do with it is up to you. <laughs> um... And Silver Chariot comes out, like, all ready and poised to fight, and then immediately turns into Sad Chariot as Cameo comes from behind to just, like, uh, Sad wrestle, wrestle him. <laughs> He's like, oh, no, I didn't want this. I wanted to play with my sword. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Poor Chariot. Yeah. But um, then, as as Polnareff starts to accept his demise, we see a reflection in his eye. Why are there two Abduls? There's two. Avdols, and 
<laughs> then we have the real Avdol come up behind the fake Avdol and just crumble the fake one's arm like it was made out of Play-Doh. It's like, what? It can't be. Yeah. And yeah, there's here. here's our friend Avdol. Here's Mr. Yu-Gi-Oh! Back from yep. the dead. And here's Magician's Red looking tough <laughs> as fuck. God. So I guess we should explain if you're unfamiliar. So originally, Araki was going to leave uh, leave Abdul dead. But mm. there was actually some fan backlash at the time about it. Yeah. I don't and... really know why, because I feel like he's definitely not a fan favorite character in 2017. But I guess at the time, people were kind of upset that they brought him back, that he died. So I guess either by uh, editorial mandate or by his own, like, decision, he decided to bring Avdol back. But, as we'll learn, he kind of did it out of spite, because we'll, you'll, we'll see yeah. what happens near the end of the, at the end of the manga, but it was definitely, there was definitely a bit of spite in bringing Mr. Yu-Gi-Oh! back to life. But yeah, he's, it's like, oh, you make me bring him back? Oh, I'll get you all. I'll show you all. Yeah, and... so he definitely uh, pays everyone back in spades for that one. But yeah. point being is that I don't I don't really, if I'm being honest, I, I don't really think about Abdul not being there the last bunch of arcs. <laughs> yeah, it, it's because it's not remarked upon at all. Yeah, he just kind of died, and then they were sad for, like, one arc, and then after that, they never mentioned him again. Yeah, then they kind of just got over it, because, eh, well, they got stuff to do. Well, yeah, that first further showing that this whole, like, Abdul comes back to life arc was not really supposed to be here in the first place, because it just doesn't feel natural at all. Yeah. But, point being, Magician's Red is here, he destroys the fake, the fake cameo Abdul, and then and cameo's like a really just cool... like dbz like thing yeah just like, oh yeah dude fucking awesome and is, you should be dead you were stabbed in the back by jay guile stan hanged man he you should be, be dead. dead and the famous abdul pose yes i fire. am tsk tsk yes i am muhammad abdul <laughs> and <laughs> tsk tsk God, Abdul like, can be cool when Iraqi tries. Yeah, after he's been shot in the head. Yeah. Um, indeed, I was shot right on the forehead. However, because I was stabbed in the back for a moment, my face was looking up. Thanks to that, the bullet just grazed me. I don't know what this voice is. I guess this is what you call a blessing in disguise. Whole horse's bullet only scratched my skin and skull. It never reached my brain, and it wasn't a fatal wound. Oh... Hmm. Uh, that's some fat bullshit, but whatever. Yeah. But then we get a really great uh, little little bit over here. Cameo of the judgment card is it? I'll finish you off, and I'll give you hell. Hell to you! The third wish, and just the third wish, it came true. As Polnareff <laughs> is just weeping happy tears to see his friend. Um, Muhammad Abdul is still alive. This is bad news. Shouldn't you hurry and tell Dio and your Stan user buddies about it? Tarantulator's note. Abdul says bad news in English here. <laughs> I don't know why, but that reminds me of the Heathcliff, Heathcliff comics. Where it's just like, he's bad news. Do you, do you know what I'm talking about? I do know what you're talking about. Okay. <laughs> he's bad news. 
um, as Polnareff is bleeding to death, is like, ah, that's right, I have to let him know. Mr. Chostar kept going, jorts. This is really shocking news. However, I can chase the news into this. Judgment's cameo not only killed that idiot Polnareff, but it also killed Abdul, who's still alive. Magician's Red. I'm so confused. Is the stand user named Judgment? And the stand is named Cameo? Oh, is... I'm so confused. Oh, man. If that's the case, that's stupid. <laughs> I really hope this is just a translation thing, because I'm so confused. No, Cameo is a mature man of athletic build, balding but keeping long hair on the back of his head. No, that's... Uh, yeah. Disguising oh, okay. his stand judgment. I was gonna say, cause, so Araki doesn't just break his naming scheme for no fucking reason. Uh, yeah, it wouldn't be the first time. Yeah. I, it's supposed to be Cameo's judgment, I guess. Ah, uh, whatever. We're in the home stretch here. Yeah. Um, Cameo and Magician's Red go to fight, and then Cameo throws uh the golem i guess of polnareff's sister at magician's red just as like a grenade and she shatters and uh abdul is caught off guard and then bits of her just rain down on fire <laughs> it's oh uh, it's kind of ghoulish and cameo is like hey abdul do you want three wishes too and he's like make it four Wishes. I'm talking about wishes. I wish to make those three wishes into four. It's like, are you denying my wish, Cameo? <laughs> and Magician's Red comes in. Oh, he's got a foot. Magician's Red has a foot. Weird. Um, <laughs> comes in with this great, like, roundhouse kick right into Cameo's fucking head. Such a weak kick. Uh, as your robo arm and head are showing. And it's like, my first wish was to make you scream in pain. Um, oh, God. Magician's Red can be so cool. Yeah. <laughs> like, now for my second wish. And he, he makes a rope out of fire, I guess. And, like, strangles Cameo. Is to make you scream in fear. And for my third wish, to make you cry in regret. And, like... Is this a wrestling move? This feels like a wrestling move. <laughs> Just, like, jump off the top rope and, like, feet down into, like, Cameo's back. If it is, it's definitely not a legal move. Yeah, that makes sense. This looks really bad. Yeah. And Cameo uh, gets spun away by this kick and then pops, like, in midair. And everybody's like, what? Hmm? What happened? And Abdul knows what's up. He's like, quiet, Polnareff. With that kind of speed and power, it's the rule for stands that the user has to be somewhere close by. Ha! And then they find a bamboo pipe, and Abdul puts a leaf over it, and they realize that this is a breathing tube for someone who's underground. And Abdul puts his finger in it, and there's and they hear like. <laughs> So this asshole has just been hiding underground this whole time. It's like, I'm going to drop all sorts of stuff in there. Dirt, sand, spider, ants, matches. <laughs> and as the guy, as Cameo is underground, starts coughing. It's like, bitch, I'm not done yet. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> oh, God. Then this... Avdol makes the worst 
face of all oh, time. Oh, Lord. I think you mean the best face. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> oh, God. God delivers sometimes. Yeah. Hey, I do Polter believe F. Mother Nature is calling. So we haven't seen each other in a while. Let's bond and take a piss together into oh. this tube. <laughs> Come on, Polner F, laugh. It's the rule to laugh and piss at the same time. <laughs> oh, and now they're just laughing and pissing into this guy's After mouth. After all, did your personality change? You're not that kind of guy that thinks of doing stuff like this. <laughs> it's not because you were shot in the head, is it? Uh, Let's it aim it right. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Polner F, laugh. Laugh and piss. Piss and laugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, this scene is so weird. But anyway, it. it's so our boy Cameo comes rushing out of the ground with piss flowing out of his mouth. He's like, oh, God, this is my nightmare. Um, and he tries to beg for his life. For my fourth wish, it's not to listen to any of your wishes. Magician's Red will not forgive you. It's not happening. Poof. And gives Cameo, like, fourth degree burns. Rest and in peace. We'll cut it there, because we got through all of Judgment, and then this leads right into a High Priestess, which is another little fun arc. Yeah. Just a transition arc. But we got to Jolien this week. Oh, I'm yeah, that's so way excited. more exciting. Way more exciting. So, we're on Chapter 63, which is Blue Hawaii Part 3. And... Good start, good start, because we get a profile page for Speed King. Speed King. And this is our first good look of Speed King, and oh boy, is he is he oh. fucking terrifying. He is He kinda looks like horrible. a Robo Scarecrow bus driver. And like he definitely does look like he could be like nega soft and wet. Yeah, and his standability is able to make the temperature of something he touches, for example, a blood vessel touched with his finger, rise just a little. The change in temperature is thought to be a few degrees Celsius. Even the Higashikata family members do not know the ability's true nature. So we were totally on the money when we were talking about it. Yeah, maybe, like, there's a lot of things you can do to, like, raise the heat of something, and some of those involve messing with uh, atoms or the subatomic le- or subatomic particles. Like maybe, what if this stand is like a fucking particle accelerator? That would be insane. Like, what if it's super, like overpowered? Like, like he can manipulate, like he can manipulate energy on an atomic scale. Like, what yeah, if he could just do that? Even though it sounds simple, like, just raise a temperature a few degrees, but to raise it the, temp- the temperature of something a few degrees, there's a lot of uh, chemical reactions happening when that happens. Yeah, he- you're just breaking the law of thermodynamics. Yeah. There. But oh, I definitely, man. like, he's definitely really interesting, and, like, like I was saying, like, he shares a lot of similarities with Soft and Wet, like, the things mm-hmm. coming out of the sides of his head, his weird, like, gangly robot like thin ass robot body with his joints and stuff all exposed and well, that's that's some of the stands in part eight to be fair because like uh nut king call joshi's stand kind of looks like that like no stand we found yet maybe vitamin c is anything other than like kind of lanky and weird like yeah i i feel like i just get a lot more of that vibe from this yeah one. that's fair um so after going through the cover, 
Now we find Yasuho, and as we remember, Yasuho was knocked out by Speed King, and she wakes up and is like, I just got attacked! Did I fall unconscious? Someone was watching me the whole time and I was attacked! This is some kind of stand attack. I don't know why that's Yasuho's voice, but whatever. Um, <laughs> and as we remember, Jobin took the tooth uh, that was in the bubble from Dolomite and the p- phone that she took the pictures with, and that's important because Josuke is trying to call her, and he can't. <laughs> Rip. Because he's on a bus to see the fruit appraiser, and he asked the, uh, the I, I thought this was a bus at first, but it's just a taxi, like, to stop at the rest stop and just let him off. And then he hears, uh, well, here is Dodon, which is just like a thunk, just like a big impact. He's like, what? What was that? And he doesn't see anything. And the driver gets out. It's like, did something something hit us? And Josuke starts to see some gore dripping down the ceiling from the outside of the cab. And the taxi driver is outside. He's like, the hell is this? How did something like this hit us? Ugh. Oh, God, we're two for two with bird violence today. Oh, yeah, just great bird violence. <laughs> like some kind of sparrow thunked against the... Uh, the taxi and it's covered in blood what kind of blood would that be stand zombie blood uh-huh and now our taxi driver friend is is a stand zombie because he touched the blood of something that was infected now he's a zombie that wants to get josuke <laughs> and josuke was just starting to open the door and then he slams the door into the taxi driver's face to get out. And his inner monologue is like, it went from the boy on the bike, his skin and blood, it ended up on a bird. So now it can attack from the sky too? Oh, oh, no good. I just can't keep running forever. I, I don't think I'll ever shake it off completely. I can't beat this guy by just running. Is there any way I can win at all? And he still can't get in contact with Yasuho-chan. Um... The taxi driver is lying on the ground. Then he notices uh, there's some flies buzzing around the taxi driver, and one of them's coming straight for Josuke. And we don't get a really a lot of uh, funny panels in in the SBR universe because Araki's art became pretty much flawless. But this panel is very silly. Yeah, the comedic timing of close up on Josuke's fucked up eyes, the fly. The fly coming at him and just smash cut to Josuke bolting. Yeah, with, I was uh, just, like saying that this this panel of him like running is like very it, it just looks weird. <laughs> yeah, this is a new pair of shoes too, so that's not pleasant to run in. Yeah, it's uh, a, kind of like a harsh perspective happening here. So like Josuke's arm is like bent the ro- like you don't bend your arm like that when you run. Uh uh mm, it's the way his hand is. Like, the way yeah. his left hand. Um, so he's sprinting into uh, the, the uh, Mariah version of Lawson, which is Austin. Uh, Ow, son. Ow, son. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> There's blood on that fly. If it touches me, it's game over. Can I swat it out of the air without touching it at all? And he does a running tackle into the, uh, the Austin. Like, it, for those not in the know... Uh, Lawson is one of the uh, main convenience stores in Japan. So Austin is a direct, like, uh, McDonald's tier, like, one-to-one comparison. It's funny because so he... there's a lot of different convenience store chains in Japan, but for whatever reason, Lawson is the one that usually makes its way into, uh, into yes. animes and mangoes. 
Yeah, maybe it's the easiest to riff off of. Like, you, what are you going to call Family Mart? Bamley Mart? I don't know. <laughs> Bamley Mart. Bamley Mart. Welcome to Bamley Mart. Um, so he runs into, like, this big rack of Doritos and chips. Probably not, but and just slams into it. Knocks over, like, two shell, rows of shelves um, as the door to the convenience store is slowly closing. But the fly manages to get in. Um, and just as it's about to touch his face, he got, he has this can of raid and just sprays the air with it. The fly drops and kind of, kind of squiggles a bit and is just dead. It's like, all right, maybe, maybe I got this, but it's still moving towards him. So if the thing is dead, it'll still try to like follow, I guess, maybe it's not too clear. Yeah. (laughs) Josuke is still sprinting across this uh, convenience store with all of the... Are, are all of these bottles of things, like, following him? Or what's going on here? I don't really... Ugh. I don't know. When I first read this, I, like, thought that maybe he was, like, controlling them with soft and wet somehow. But I think they're just, like, possessed, I guess. Uh, I, I, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Like, spray even stop something like that thing in the first place. But the attack is always a straight line. Come hell or high water, it'll just keep coming straight for me. I'll take a risk with this narrow hallway. This way I can swat it with the side of this bug spray can. So he's posted up in this bathroom uh, at the end of this narrow hallway because the attacking stand zombie has to come at him in a straight line. So he thinks like, yeah, I can take a fly in a straight line. Knowing that the enemy is limited to attacking a straight line, then this place should be fine. If I leave a gap of just a few centimeters with the door, I can destroy the carrier without touching it. Now that it's a fly, I'll close the door and crush it. But what didn't Josuke think of right now, Andrew? What 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 happened? It's real bad. It's real, uh, real bad. Oh, <laughs> uh, this girl is just like... I, I don't know what happened. What happened to her? The fly touched this girl uh, holding a, uh, like pushing a baby carriage, and then she's covered in blood. And the baby carriage. Oh, right! Gonk. Oh, no, I forgot. How did I forget about this? Oh, God. And a tiny little hand reaches through the gap in the door, and this Stan Zombie baby comes crawling through to get to Josuke. Oh, God, the baby's not good. And Josuke's just like, this is how, this is just, stop. Just stop. <laughs> Why? Because he, he can't kill this baby. He doesn't have it in him. And that's that's an important character moment. Because up till now, he's been pretty ruthless with, like, everybody except Yasuho. And I guess uh, Norisuke. But... This ability, it has no weaknesses. <laughs> it has no weakness. Insane. He's seriously, what, uh, this attack, this stand, oh. And sure enough, he, yeah, uh. The baby touches his shoe, and we see, an like, an overlay of uh, Blue Hawaii over Josuke as it takes control of him. And just like this weird fish skeleton. And then he starts walking. He starts walking all the way back to Mariah. And we cut back to uh, 
Dolomite uh, just nabbing a quick, tasty frog as it climbs up his rock body. And we see Josuke walking towards Dolomite. It's like, you finally showed up, huh? Sure took long enough, but at least you're here. Okay, now then, what was I going to do? Oh, right, I guess it's okay if I kill him. I wonder if having a dead body at the bottom of the lake would give off some smelly gas or anything. Ah, just keep moving straight ahead and put your head under the water. And Josuke does it and starts going under under the water as uh, Blue Hawaii pops his phone out of his pocket to check like what he was doing. So fucking then, Blue Hawaii fucking Hitmonlee ass. Oh god, it is. It is a Hitmonlee. Fuck. <laughs> With a weird lizard head for a dick. <laughs> yeah, that's my favorite part of Hitmonlee. His weird lizard head dick. <laughs> So then, Josuke, you're going on Norsuke's instructions, right? Where to? What are you going to do, huh? In order to have him find the Rokakaka branch, I'm going to meet a plant appraiser. The place I'm going to is Hanarero Mountain. That is the only one that can find the branch. And he says this in, uh, like, zombie font, I guess. Like, he doesn't want to say it. And Dolomite sees the picture of the Peapod Man on Josuke's phone. It's like, I see this guy. Speaking of which, I heard about how you ate the rocker cockacaca. Half of you is Kiryoshikage, so it's possible to come like you, huh? From what I heard happen with Daimo Tamaki, things got pretty crazy. Uh, in the in the uh, HBO original series version of this, we would smash cut to uh, Josuke smashing Daimo just in the <laughs> face. <laughs> and like It's like a scene from Drive, just like curb stomping him into the ground. Right. Okay, well then, I won. That's a wrap. Go on, keeps walking straight ahead, and Josuke's head meets the water, and he starts to like boo 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 boo. It's like, and Dolomite remembers the girl that he was with uh, in his first appearance that we saw. It's like, I thought I'd long forgot that girl. I wonder how old she is now. Probably around thirty-two, thirty-three. Maybe I could try inviting her again, and like. Does he mean with his stand? I don't... Just because of how inviting is in quotation marks, I'm not too sure. Yeah, to I don't know. the Blue Lagoon. And then, fucking... <laughs> out of nowhere, a big metal pipe busts Dolomite's head right right in his cranium. It's like, bagol. And, and sure enough, here's Yasuho looking really strong, just like looking away from him. Super strong. It's like, gah, ugh, ugh, gah. <laughs> She's just standing over him with, uh, uh, what's her stand? Paisley going Park. Under- oh, Pla- Paisley Park. Going underground was the bike stand. Uh, Paisley Park looking so cool. God, that would be a great SAS to have. Too bad uh-huh. we'll never make it. Um, who in the hell are you? What are you doing here? Maybe you should be less worried about who I am and more worried about what's going to happen to you. I found you, user. Now cancel your attack on Josuke right now. Uh, you tailed my attack by chasing after zombified Josuke. Did you maybe contact Josuke and figure out where he was through the GPS on this phone? Correct. And then bonks him over the head again. Yeah. <laughs> I love the idea of Yasuo beating up this weird, like, delimbed man with a pole. Oh, it's terrible. You know, <laughs> it's very the thing fun. I'm best at might be reading maps. I really like studying maps. Once you've rescinded your attack on Josuke, there's something I gotta know. You're not in this alone, right? Somebody attacked me. That person, where are they now? Who were they? 
you better cough it up conk 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 as she just taps it menacingly on his head and then he goes into rock person mode and she's just like oh well if you want to be well be that way if you want i'm not looking out for you here most dangerous thing you could do right now is stay quiet how about i push you right into this uh this mud pit i found you'll just sink and sink and sink it's like oh God. hey stop it i gotta get away from this part of the pond don't push me with that pole because <laughs> he's just gonna sink since he's made out of rock it's like all right don't don't do it don't do it and josuke wakes up it's like it was jobin he's got a jobin jobin asked me to do this that rockakaka branch you just really wanted to find it sorry <laughs> dolomite fucking squealing like a pig yeah but is that all you want to ask? I thought you'd be asking about some other stuff. If that's all you care about, then I don't mind spilling my guts. Yeah, it's the eldest son of the Higashikata family, Jobin. He's a gopher that's laundering dirty money with his fruit import route because he's a dork. But you know, you guys don't have a clue what's going on here. I haven't wanted to do anything to do with this stuff for a while now. Damo and Tamaki and his guys are pretty dangerous to begin with. Getting close to that rock of cockab fruit is seriously a bad idea. That fruit's legal, but if it turned into a whole new species, then it's even more dangerous if you ask me to be continued. Just I like, love this class. I love how many times Araki's used this, like, Josuke, like, dead-eyed, confused. confused. <laughs> it's like, how many chapters have ended with this exact drawing? <laughs> oh my god, definitely more than ten. Yeah. Like, but we got, like, alright. So, overall, this chapter had some, like, weird plot inconsistencies, but it definitely had it where it counts. So, it was overall pretty damn good. Yeah, I really liked it. It was... <sighs> the The last couple of chapters have been fun because they've been, like, 28 days later. And yeah. it's just, like, Josuke running for his life from these weird, fast zombies. But now we're, now we're getting the, uh, the payoff here. And the payoff is in the form of this little rock man who's about to tell us a lot of plot details that we've been wanting to know for like four goddamn years. Yeah. <laughs> and Ugh. I'm not going to lie and say that I didn't like see it as kind of like a weird plot hole that we just spent the last three chapters like with Josuke trying to figure out why there's zombie people. But <sighs> then at the end of the day... He got zombified and just went to Dolomite, and then it was fine. Yeah, eh, kind of like a kind Deus of, Ex Yasuho, but... Uh. Yeah, it kind of undermines the last, like, three months of content, but, you know... <clears throat> Man, it, it, 48 chapters ago, we were learning... It was uh, Robbing Road, remember that? <laughs> remember <yeah>. Robbing Road? <laughs> oh, God... <laughs> And The Legend of Johnny Joestar, that's a really good chapter. Oh, God, Legend of Johnny Joestar is an amazing chapter. Um, But, yeah, that was Jojolian Chapter 63. Damn. Yeah, we're very, very excited to see uh, what what's going to happen with Jobin's role in all of this. I do like that it's finally revealed that he's a complete jackass. I do like that it turns out that he's been playing his family the entire time. Yeah, he's not a nice boy. No. Because, well... He's definitely working with Kato, and we know Kato killed a kid at one point, and, oh man, it's bad. It's it's bad from top to bottom. Yeah, wherever the, the story goes next chapter, it's definitely going to be nowhere good. And like we've been saying for months, uh, 
if whatever point we finally meet this fruit appraiser bean man, something (laughs) serious is going to go down. Yeah, it's going to get wacky. And I was just looking at Steel Ball Run real quick to see how many chapters that had. You want to take a guess just out out of your head? Like 150? Dude, Steel Ball Run had 95 chapters. What? Yeah. I felt well. I guess monthly it feels a lot longer, but yeah, that's uh... and like the first third of it was weekly, so you think about it, it might have only had like eighty monthly chapters. So maybe we're looking at like a little over a year left in JoJoian. How crazy would that be? Yeah, that would be that'd be nuts. Maybe like eighteen twenty chapters left. Oof. Yeah, I, so... I we're still learning stuff though. It's weird. I don't know. Maybe it'll just end up being longer. Hopefully. It seems like it could be a longer form story. Yeah, and you know, who knows if there even is going to be a continuation after the end of Jojolian. So I guess it'll just be as long as it needs to be. Yeah. Alright. Well, (laughs) just just a For the amount of content that we covered, this episode didn't take that long. No, because... Part three discussion really doesn't take too long. It's it's pretty much just like funny voices and uh oh <laughs> Polner F being a jackass. Like, yeah. Uh there's really not anything too in depth to do. And most of this this uh Jojolian chapter was again like dial like no dialogue fights, so yeah. We'll, we'll probably have more content at some point. But next week, we'll finally finish up Rohan at the Louvre. Yeah, we kind of left like, that hanging for a while. Ah, there were ghosts and rats. Whatever. Yeah, it's fine. So we'll do that next week. And then we'll also do High Priestess next week. Uh, I think High Priestess is kind of long. Maybe we'll get through all of it. Maybe not. I'm not sure. I think it is... It's only four parts. Oh, then we'll definitely yeah. get through all of it. Yeah, we'll definitely get through that. And then... We get to the turning point the week after that with Iggy and Geb in duel, and that's the uh, this like the transition point between uh, the uh, whatever this arc was called and then the Road to Egypt arc. Or was yep. this Road to Egypt and the next one was is Battle in Egypt? Yeah, something like I don't that. know. They called the anime Battle in Egypt. The point being, there's like basically two super arcs with all the other arcs sprinkled in there so we're gonna move on to the second super arc and that's gonna be cool so anyway thank you guys so much for listening this week we hope you enjoyed it and we hope you'll join us next time yeah see you guys next week be sure to listen to us on itunes google play soundcloud check out the uh rss feed if you're not already subscribed yeah just click all those links and then like load them up and sync them up so that you can press play (laughs) on all the different ones and listen to the whole listen to this episode on all tabs at the same time just perfectly in synced so it sounds like you're only listening to it once you're listening to four versions of us (laughs) adding that uh adding that chorus you know that natural chorus oh boy all right thanks guys again for listening we'll see you all next week take care guys